You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out this podcast on Lone Star Community Radio. If you like this show or other shows on Lone Star Community Radio, make sure to subscribe to them on YouTube and iTunes and also Google Play. Uh, if you have any questions about sponsorships or being a guest on these kind of shows, make sure you email me. I'm the station manager. Hi, my name is Dick, and you can email me at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com, or you can call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Just want to let you know, we're here to support Montgomery County, and I hope you enjoy the show. Dick, is this what you woke up to this morning? Yeah. No wonder you were late. No wonder you were sick. <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to say? This, this is a song where you just kind of stay in bed and hug the pillow a little tighter, roll over, and ask yourself, on a cosmic scale of 1 to 10, how important is the show this morning? And I'm glad you chose a high number because I missed you until you showed up. Good. As well, I agree. Yeah, Welcome as well to Mornings of Lone Star. <laughs> so, nitty gritty hour. We uh, Dave's already like kicking into high gear. Yeah. We had a great interview this morning with Sarah Moons, uh, featured artist for Conroe Art League. Uh, visit her site at whimsylake.com. If you don't know how to spell it, shame on you. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about. Last couple of weeks, uh, Dick and I, and when I say that, I mean pretty much me, has been ranting about the lack of media participation in actually pursuing a story to, to ask questions, to get answers and get the story uh, out to the masses. And just the deafening sound of, of silence of crickets. And I had a severe problem with that, but they seem to be making up for it these last few days. So some major publications that ironically have been traditionally, traditionally liberal or liberal leaning have come out with very, and I'm, I know it's probably trademark, but when I say fair and balanced, I mean these, uh, the, the Washington Post, New York Times uh, exposés on what's been going on with the, the Russia investigations, and that's plural now. We got the dossier investigation. We got the uranium. Uh, the uranium. Then we also have, uh, uh, you know, the Weinstein breaking that case. These are things that traditionally a liberal-leaning um, publication would downplay. And they have stepped up to the forefront. Their motives could be many. Maybe they know there's a smoking gun. They want to get out ahead of it. Maybe they, there's a crisis of conscience. Maybe the old crusty editor, the, the kind that back in the 40s and 50s would say, I'll give you 24 hours to give me the story. Maybe this guy popped up out of the woodwork and said, hey, remember we were once a news organization? Uh, but these news stories are coming to the forefront now. And I think we've got more topics than we have time to talk about. On my little list here, I've got the JFK documents, classified documents are being released today. They haven't already. They will be. They will be disseminated. And a lot of the uh, professionals are saying, well, there's going to be nothing new in these ones. So, you know, don't, don't even bother looking for conspiracy stuff. But they were classified for a reason. So these are documents that were deemed important enough to be classified. So who knows? 
Well, you know, that's, 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 I think that's one thing we don't look at with or complain against the media and the journalists and all that kind of stuff. Maybe this is something that the investigation process in the United States is taking a real hardcore curve when it comes down to something that's so huge mm-hmm. that they literally do radio silence for three weeks, two weeks, and literally nothing. And that's what journalists are having a hard time figuring out. But there's, and I think that's also the double edged sword to it because one of our biggest complaints against the media for the past two, three years is they now just say sources say. And yeah, that's their you source. You can literally make it up and then hide behind the wall. I can't reveal my In the source. past, I've always thought it was you always have two sources confirmed to double check and you have those sources labeled. Like you listed, this is who told me. But now you can literally say anything, you know, and then just say sources said. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that. It uh, is a double edged sword. I, and I flirted with the idea of, an, you know, an offshoot of the judicial branch to have a single circuit court meaning a court especially just you know very tight-knit closed court maybe a three-person panel that confirm they can receive the identity of whatever the source is so they can confirm that the journalist is not just making stuff up you know to to where they they're compelled to, if someone provides information that says uh you know sources state this you go to this tribunal in closed court, no records, no anything, and tell them who the source is, and that way they can verify there is indeed a source. I'm not saying well, that. Well, I think but the worst thing about this topic is the free speech idea. In what context? Because remember, people throw around the First Amendment all the time. Oh, free speech. I can, I can throw paint on you because I have freedom of speech. No, you can't. The First Amendment Well, no, just- I know, but it's more of what can the court, like you're involving a government part, that's the issue. A lot of people can, you know, they have the freedom to argue that. And that'll be slowed down in courts or whatever you want to say. You have this tribunal or you have this. Well, that's what, it's a single circuit court. That, that's your only purpose. But, I mean, really, when it comes down, especially when I'll be, I'll be interested to know if you can go go to all the major schools like Columbia and all the major journalism schools and see what they're teaching. Because like, I honestly thought, I always thought the two-source program was kind of like the staple of, what journalism should be. Yes. And, and no longer is. Well, and especially what, what I really dislike too is what I've noticed about people on my, the people who I know who share information, they're usually sharing opinion pieces. Mm-hmm. And the opinion pieces are now regarded as their, their source of being upset or, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, come on, it's kind of unfair when it isn't someone reporting it. It's literally someone trying to shape an idea in their opinion. And how they see it. And then, so they just make up their alter ego sources. I'm a source, so I can state this. And uh, no, and what I, they're teaching I, in universities right now is that math is uh, math promotes white privilege. I'm still oh, I saw that. that was wrapping myself but, around that one. But I mean, also, I think the difference is when people consumed the news. Diff- what's different is today. I can always go to that section of the paper instantly and disregard the rest of the section of the paper. But back 30, 40 years ago, when you read the paper. You understood that there was the front page and then there was an opinion page. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of – that's why the opinion page always became a discussion with people, not did you read what this this was written? Like this is crazy what happened to Hillary Clinton or whatever. And now today it's like let's just skip all that. Here's this opinion piece, a hit piece against Donald Trump or whoever we want to hate today. And then uh, we take it as fact because our sources say you know, all that kind of stuff. Because I really find it kind of funny and this is where I'm getting to the point – with media today is it's it's all smokescreen because it's too funny. Like this whole dossier thing, too funny because of 
the you know basically the double standards mm-hmm. and then also the it's always circling back in some way and it's like how is this even possible to be in the news still and you over the last couple of years it's been like kind of hidden if there was a implication of hey guys we don't want to pursue this because um you know it could bite us it would be hidden now it's kind of it's out there because people are oh yeah we're gonna go after uh, the Russian investigation, and now it's opened up avenues that the DNC is just like totally tripping over on a twofold front. One, that the Clinton campaign and the DNC paid for debunked opposition research and then kept quiet about it when it's going around going, who came up with this? Not a not a word. Well, there's enough finger pointing going on, but there's not enough handcuffs being put on. Well, this, these are early days, and you know me, I, I'm a fan of well, not having a legal reaction. Probably not. It probably skirting on it. But here's the thing: it uh, <clears throat> that is for the courts to decide. And so this this is not even an investigation yet. But this could go very far if because the FBI paid this former MI6 spy who apparently literally just made it up as he went along. So far, uh, from what I heard this- now, and I need to get this confirmed myself. Is that because I may imagine if you're writing a, a, a thing full of lies, you have to put some truth in it. Apparently, and, and I want to get this confirmed. So take this with a grain, grain of salt that this is by no means confirmed by two independent sources. And that's my own standard. But I heard that the dossier's origins, the very first origins is Comey was upset with Trump because of Trump, you know, going out on t- Twitter and saying things that, you know, were unpresidential. And I think even the most staunch Trump supporter may say, you know, sometimes you shouldn't tweet what you're tweeting at this moment in time. No, I disagree with that. I'm not a Trump supporter, but I think he should be tweeting all day. Uh, well, there's also the little thing about running the country. You know, take some time out to run the no, country. He, and he takes the time. Uh, we've already digest. talked about this. This is almost as good as fact as he does that when he's using the restroom. <laughs> yeah. So, dude's, on the, dude's on the potty 24-7 then. He's going he's gonna to pull a Brett Favre and actually take a picture <laughs> and send it to somebody or Anthony Weiner. Is it Anthony Weiner that actually tweeted the world himself? Is that what happened with him? Yeah, he, t- he tweeted some people that weren't. Uh, he did a reply all by accident kind of thing. What a man. Uh, yeah, what a man. But apparently the dossier was first created or postulated by Comey to let Trump know you can't do what you're doing because it's kind of this is what could happen thing. And that's why Trump was showed this dossier saying this is what, you know, you putting yourself out there, people can actually make this stuff up about you. And that's why when Trump got the dossier, he was like, you know. Well, see, and I, think, I think that's was kind of the, the, the point of all this stuff coming together finally is you have a person named Donald Trump who has been, I would say, relatively in the news for 30 years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, up and down. Mm-hmm. I mean, either for his TV shows. And that's one thing that kind of bothers me is people keep saying he's a TV personality. I'm like, he's kind of, I guess that's the go-to thing because he was recently on TV a lot for The Apprentice. Yeah, go back to the 80s when but, I mean, Boone like, County, would they just took one after Trump hook, line, and sinker. And yeah, and like it was, a, like he used to be a lot, like if he inter, uh, investigated for, I mean, corruption for the way they built his his mm. buildings and all that kind of stuff. Because you can find a lot of interesting things about him pre-Apprentice. And then, uh, of course, he had his stakes. I mean, this guy, I mean, I can't imagine hanging out with this, this guy because, I mean, he had stakes named after him. Like, he sold stakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what kind of businessman you are, but. It was the Trump brand. Here's the thing. It's the brand. Trump this, Trump that, Trump that. And that's that's how it is. And here's the thing. If Bill Gates had named it instead of Windows, it would have been Microsoft. Instead of Microsoft, it was like Gates Corp. 
Yeah. No one would care because he's, you know, one of the, the, the he, he leans left. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, ego doesn't matter as long as you're giving to the right cause. The Weinstein, it did not matter what he did as long as he gave to the right cause. And I just... Uh, uh, well, also, you can't just... Because you, you do constantly talk about the left. The right does it too. Oh, no, both sides do. And I, and I, I try, to, try to bounce it back and forth. But right now, this is where it's fully in. Now, if we were on the air during the Obama administration, I'd be ranting on the right saying, you guys are coming up with the wrong arguments. You're focusing on the wrong things. He's not a secret Muslim. Well, you know, we're going to take a break. And cool. I wanna, when we come back, I want to talk about how to actually come up with positive results with this mindset. Like how... What can someone do in the United States to be sane? Because I feel like people are just going crazy. And how can we, especially like our argument yesterday about the sexual assault, like we really need to be pushing that. If we're having an agenda here talking mm -hmm. about this stuff, let's at least inform people what the proper way to handle these kind of scenarios Absolutely. are. Because you're not alone, folks. Like that happens in the world mm -hmm. and there's a proper way to do it. And I don't think that discussion's happening. You're right. So let's take the lead. Let's make the world a better place. Yeah. With more into Lone Star. <laughs> on IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for joining us, folks. We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. We have Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning as our morning show sponsor. A special thanks to those guys for supporting the show and supporting Community Radio. We'll be right back here on Lone Star Community Radio with Mornings Lone Star. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe, at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. If I saw his wings in motion, did I leave my heart in Pittsburgh? Weird is la la lying here at Mornings of Lone Star with Dick and Skippy in the nitty gritty hour. Had some good conversation going on here. Dick had a really excellent point earlier. Um, lots of stuff going on. A lot of people are starting to feel the same way. And I think uh, Dick, the, these major publications kind of making it real again. Does that make sense? You know, that they're, they're coming out with stories where their agenda is less obvious than what it was before? It's, they're making it more accessible to the people. It's appeasing the left and the right to say, okay, now the conversation can begin. Because you're right, there's a, a schism. We just got this, this massive break right down the middle it, to where somewhere over the last 10 years, maybe longer, it became a thing that 
to reach across the aisle, to compromise, to do, was just viewed as weakness. It just, just, and this is both sides. Uh, absolutely. It's like, we cannot let the other side win. It is our goal in life to screw the agenda of the sitting administration or, or whatever. And it just became okay. And I think people are getting sick of it. I think Dick is absolutely right on well, that. Well, it almost makes me think that there was a position, and this is like deep, deep state kind of conspiracy theory, that everyone really did their best to prevent Donald Trump from becoming president. <laughs> and I'm saying like it was yes. a common goal among a majority, the the right. majority of people in some power. Mm -hmm. And basically they've run that train for so long that it's – ironic that they kind of forgot what they originally did and surprisingly enough the people of the united states are getting tired of it so now they have to shift gears because now it's impacting financial stuff mm -hmm. so i mean i can't imagine i know jake went into a good thing yesterday on his show about why the nfl is losing its viewership and uh in a nutshell what, what i miss it unfortunately what uh it? well you can uh you can hear it on his podcast so make sure to check that out jake from sports talk uh, he he claimed it wasn't because of taking the knee. It was more of the competition surrounding the NFL. Okay. Like there's more things to watch. That plus I think they're kind of saturating the market. Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night, Tuesday, you know, ESPN 4, you, you know, it's, it's everywhere. Well, not even that. I mean, they're also saturating the the conversation because mm -hmm. they do the whole pink month, pink month, and then they have a constant person in the news about beating their girlfriend or mm -hmm. doing something stupid and or yeah. illegal or that kind of thing. I think it's uh, and especially the CTE stuff. Like it's kind of like the the perfect storm happening with this company where now kids aren't going to be playing football until they're eighteen, and so uh, I mean parents are just not going to let it happen. I know my cousin who is a huge football fanatic. He's told me if because he's also a neuroscience neuro, neuroscience guy, mm -hmm. uh, PhD kind of person. He's like, I'm just not gonna let him ha let him even touch that stuff because it's just even soccer. He's like, soccer even now is gonna be coming out with stuff where they won't train people to hit with their heads. It won't be the main thing every day when you're training. You're not gonna be doing head heading drills. That's good, and there's also the uh, the evolution of sports. I mean, look at football. You know, people died all the time because you just you wore no wore no pads and leather helmets or you know leather aviator caps kind of thing you know you mean people died yeah in the early days of football wow. it, it was a it was a death sport not i mean like they weren't like dying every game but think about it you'd be doing the same tackling thing but with no protective pads. well i mean the biggest example would it be a muhammad ali probably like the biggest star biggest example of like this is the result of being hit in the head or doing a sport well that yeah can... that didn't help now apparently he also had alzheimer's but yeah well, it, he wouldn't have alzheimer's when that came in did he well, with with its age came with it. But, yeah, he had concussive syndrome because you can't – it can't be denied whatever side of the, the fence you're on. It cannot be denied that taking repeated blows to the head is going to make something go funky at some point. And, you know, we were talking about earlier, it's, it seems to be you have to take a pro or con stance, and there's no in-between. You know, I, I can actually take this Muhammad Ali thing and move it over to, to climate change. That well, that's you're either for it or you're against they, it, but is it because I know you're the dinosaur of the group, right? Thing, uh, Skippy Bingo coming soon. No, uh, in all seriousness, how long has that conversation been going on about maybe it wasn't called climate change? No, but it was <clears throat> a few years before that, it was called global warming, and then they found out there was a cooling trend, so they had to change the name. But each decade is one in the 80s, it was acid rain, 
that was going to kill us all. If in the 60s, it was the communist threat. In the 70s, it was the war machine, uh, Vietnam. Yeah. In the 80s, it was acid rain and nuclear winter from the Soviet Union. In the 90s, it was the ozone. Yeah, I remember hole. that. I do remember and, that. And that's why, you know, spray, we used to have spray deodorant. It's gone now because of the ozone hole. So all it did was kill an industry. But with the industry adapted, came out with the roll-on, yeah. and there you go. Uh, then it became, you, you know, each decade has something that's it's, it's going to kill us. And then it's like, well, acid rain didn't kill us. Let's move on to the next one. And already, unfortunately, I think. Uh, well, what stinks about it is it's based off science, so there is some truth to it. Well, But it's also how do we interpret the science? Well, here's the thing. It's become chicken little science. When I hear, you know, you watch the movie in, in Inconvenient Truth. And it says, buy this, no, buy now, by October 23rd. Yeah, I couldn't believe that in that movie they no made that. They should never just say, Polar hey. bears are dead. No, I, you know, New York's a swamp. Uh, I, and it hasn't happened, so you can't take it seriously. Yeah. So I don't fully subscribe to the whole thing. So, uh, so I'm immediately branded as a climate change denier. They say, well, 97% of all scientists agree. Well, first off, you got to define a science scientist. 97% of no one can agree on anything. Well, except toothpaste. Only four out of yeah, except toothpaste. So that is a on, four out of five. That's a percent of dentists agree. So boom, and it is, so there you go. But as a somewhat literate educator, I kind of feel that you can't have eight billion people on a planet and not affect some kind of change. In other words, look at it just objectively. If same thing with smoking. Look at the dodo bird. Look at the dodo bird. That's right. But like like smoking. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to think to inhale smoke into organs that are designed to not take in smoke is probably going to cause some damage to it. So now in the 50s and 60s when there were commercials with doctors saying, oh, yeah, their cigarettes are healthy and they taste great. Okay, I get that. But from that moment on, once it became kind of obvious that this is not healthy, the, the cigarette lawsuit should have gone away because it's like, you know. Yeah, well, back I mean, in the that, day, there I was mean, pollution. I mean, I imagine today if you try to sue the tobacco. No, it's still going strong. Really? It is still going strong because I didn't know. Now, like I said, those up until like the 80s or 90s when they were in the lifetimes of the, the days of, because I remember the cigarette commercials. I you, remember you Flint, know Flintstone. You know, I, I was wondering the other day, because I like smoking cigars on occasion. Mm -hmm. And has the taxes and things like that, because I know cigarettes have gone up way up to me on the state you're in. Have they done that with cigars? Um, not as much. No, there there is a price increase, but you don't run out and buy a, a twenty pack of cigars because cigars aren't as as uh, addictive uh, addictive as cigarettes. So, so they actually they 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 deem that it's like, hey, you actually make it an addictive product. We're going to tax this just the cigarettes mm -hmm. of this kind of cigarette because I imagine they don't tax the all natural uh, like the stuff you can roll tobacco. Oh, uh, the taxing is going up, and I used to be a heavy smoker. Back through the 80s, 90s, even the early aughts, I, I was like a two-pack-a-day smoker. and But I would go with the cheap cigarettes. I mean, I could get a carton at the pharmacy that actually no, no longer sells any cigarette products for 20 bucks, $19.99. Now, so does every pharmacy not sell it now? No, no. CVS, I know CVS is the only one. Yeah, yeah. CVS opted. Now, as a major chain, they opted to go the... Uh, the you know that route yeah uh, and I'm sure others will follow suit. Uh, there was a different time back when I smoked. It was the smoking area was everywhere, and the non-smoking area was you know two tables in a restaurant in the corner that with nothing separating. It was a different world. That's just how it was. Yeah, at the time, it was legal. 
whether or not it was right or wrong is immaterial. It was legal. It's what we did. So uh, I, I, I'm roundabout way of getting on this topic that uh, now I, I kind of like am weaving through this long thing. I'm trying to get back to the original point and help me remember it. But, uh, oh, the, 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 the intelligence of people that now, whether it's smoking, you lost it. Yeah, I totally lost. It. I'm trying to remember because we were talking about <laughs> football and it went around. But no, it's the, it's the perception of. Uh, well, take, we go we'll take it back to where we're going with it. Is mm -hmm. you know, the, I would say there is a high volume in the sense of like the the people of the United States, and and a lot of times like and depending on what we're talking about, people tend to choose the right thing in the end of of the day. Yep. When it comes to certain questions and choices. And I think it's it's happening now. People are choosing not to go to what people are like, I guess the man or the media or whatever is trying to tell us what to do. And their constant bombardment of this idea. And cigarettes, that was kind of, that, the cigarette thing was an interesting like 30 year process mm -hmm. that took that long for people to realize this stuff will kill you. Mm -hmm. And it was the chicken, you know, the chicken little science behind them. That's how we got there with, you know, climate change. You know, that's the thing now. What's it going to be in the 2020s? Or the 2030s, because yeah. you know we'll still have polarized caps, we'll still have polar bears and penguins. You know, we'll, we'll still have energy, and energy does things to the climate, mm -hmm. no matter what kind of energy you're looking at. And that's the whole point. So. I can not subscribe to the Al Gore chicken little thing, but not understand that I'm sure there is something going on somewhere. Let's have a, a conversation and find out what it is and fix it instead of saying 97% of all scientists agree. I call bull. Well, I, one thing I, I will say before we go to the break is mm -hmm. I do like the idea of Elon Musk. Is it Musk? Musk. Uh -huh. I like him being in a position where people listen to him because mm -hmm. he changes the conversation. Maybe that's not good or bad, but at least he gets the recognition of, oh, hey, we do need to talk about a better way to travel between A and B. Well, and he, then, he's got a goal. He says, my goal in life is to get us on Mars. Period. End of subject. So everything I do is to that. And if it's medical advancement, science advancement, technology, yeah. technology, and yeah, awesome guy. Cool. You're cool. listening to Morning's Lone Star. We'll be back. We still got 30 minutes left. We got the Astros in the playoffs. They won at the very end yesterday because, you know, we're big sports folks here. Uh, but we are missing Jake, Jake from sports. So you really need to check out that episode. We'll be, uh, I believe it'll be up today uh, for this discussion yesterday. He also talked about being a good parent, too. And it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We are sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. And I'll, of course, Conroe Coffee. We'll be back shortly. In the lightning of that flight. La, la, la. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. 
offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Mornings with Lone Star. We're back in the knitting grade. Great conversation going. And where Dick and I kind of left you when we were talking uh, during the commercial break here is that could this be the tipping point? Uh, Dick earlier said, you know, let's talk about, you know, everyone talks about the weather. No one does anything about it. I can rant and rave till I'm blue in the face about all kinds of stuff. But, you, you know, I can talk problems or we can talk solutions. And so the question is, there seems to be a shift in the air. Something's in the air. I don't know what it is. It's kind of making me give me a little warm fuzzy deep down in my stomach that maybe the fringes are being separated from, here's the thing, Dick, in my, in my mind, let's say you have 100%, 80% are normal people just along this long scale of leaning left, leaning right, you know, name it, heterosexual, homosexual, male, female, white collar, blue collar, you know, you got this 80% of that range. And then you got 10% on either side, which are the, the uber fringes, the, you know, socialist and the communist on one side, the Bible-thumping, rabid conservative on the other side. Most people want to be in that 80% because it's a single 80% where they can discourse, they can interact with each other, they can get things done. And for some reason, there was a line like split right at the 50-yard 50, 50 line that you can't cross that line anymore. And I'm getting a sense that this is changing, that maybe, just maybe, the, the, the fringes have had their time the 10% on either side, and now the other 80% are piping up saying, listen, we got to talk about this and that. Okay, the, you know, climate change, the polar ice caps are still here, so you guys look like idiots, but come on, you on the other side, there's got to be something happening, so let's talk. Political, same thing. Um, you know, uh, ironically, with Trump kind of being a common enemy to both the Republicans and the Democrats, they're reaching across the aisle for the first time in a decade. Things could actually start getting done. Oh, yeah. And, I'm and I mean, I can't imagine being um, a person who is an elected official and then supporting a person like Donald Trump because of the flack you'd get or anything like that. And plus, all it's all public record, like wh who, can, you're, who you're voting for or what, what issues you're voting for. But that's part of the change I'm talking about is up until like very, very, very recently, it was if you let's say Trump's agenda includes illegal immigration reform. Whether or not it's the wall, in fact, you know, one of his platforms is, I'm going to stop illegal immigration. There is, and people, there is a big difference between immigration and illegal immigration. So I myself am a strong proponent of, you know, stopping illegal immigration. But that lumps me in the, up until just very recently, they would say, oh, then you're a Trump supporter. No, I'm a supporter of enforcing immigration laws. Trump is absolutely nothing to do with my stance on that. But every, that would just be, shouting me down if I tried to raise it. Oh, no, you just, you, that means you're a Trump supporter, which means you must be racist, misogynist, homophobic, you know, name it. And I think people are getting tired of hearing that argument because it's turning on them. When the fringe starts shouting down their own people, which happened last week, the, uh, was it the Department of, uh, uh, I can't remember, uh, a, a former head of the education, uh, education cabinet member, 
she was shouted down by people for not being liberal enough. And she couldn't even say kind of, I'm on your side, people. I'm talking the same thing. And people get sick of it. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be interesting to look back in the future, especially uh, when I become a dinosaur, uh, how, things, <laughs> I'm long gone. How, how things are looking Remember for me, our children, I guess, in a sense. Think of the children. That's uh, I believe that the children are our future. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Teach them well. Maybe Mars. Mars children. I would, I would very much like to be alive for us to hit Mars. I could die happy at that point. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't think it would really affect anything. That we have... Because it's next. Uh, I used to watch, I used to love the West Wing. And there was a bit where they're talking about uh, this program is going to get defunded uh, for, you know, the Mars. Yeah. It was the next step on Mars. And someone's saying, why should we have it? And Rob Lowe had this great monologue saying, because it's next. Because we, you know, we came down from the mountains and we, we invented fire. And then we crossed the oceans. And then we built the car. We did this. You know, it's next. And I think NASA, for whatever reasons was put on a big sidetrack. The shuttle program was very cosmetic, but it did nothing to advance space exploration. And that's the, that was the whole purpose of it. And uh, Elon Musk, as you pointed out, he has a goal. His lifelong goal is to get us on Mars. And think of all that goes with it. Think of all that happened because of the space race originally in the 60s, the 50s, 60s, and 70s, where the technological advances that happened and the medical advances and the societal advances, we all came together we hit Mars, I can guarantee you, it'll probably not be an American-only uh, team. It'll be an international team. And because, you know, the laws, you, uh, space law is the same as maritime law. You cannot claim a planet as your own. So first people on the planet, they can plant their flag, but they can't say Mars is now property of the Trump Corporation. But it's next. And I think more and more people are, are we've, What's the word I'm looking for? We stagnated long enough in the same arguments over and over. Gun control, climate change, gay rights, whatever. You know, we, we've heard the arguments is moving on. Gay marriage happened, and you know what? The world's still turning. That's all there is to it. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be an interesting uh, future, like I said before. It, it's. I just want to be alive for it. Nope. Nope. You know, we had to take a quick break right now. Uh, we'll be back. More mornings in Lone Star. Hope you guys are enjoying your morning. Let us know, 936-647-3776. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's going on around town. It is Halloween weekend, technically, because Halloween's on a Tuesday. And there's some fun stuff going on for your kiddos and for adults. So stick around. We'll talk a little bit about Halloween and the ha best Halloweens we ever had and all that good stuff. It's going to be so warm and fuzzy and completely different. And or the nightmares it, that we're carrying <laughs> to our adulthood. That's when I was born, <laughs> on the nights of the 31st. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. 
offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Mornings with Lone Star, the nitty gritty. We're bringing the nitty and the gritty today. Dick and Skippy on the air. We've been talking about some international and national stuff, but let's bring it a little bit more local. Let's talk about what's happening around town this weekend. Yay, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, my, uh, one of my earliest Halloween memories. So this was either the late 60s or the very early 70s. I was dressed up as a devil. My sister, my older sister. How old were you? In the five-year-old five, five year old range, so right around 1970. So like baby maybe. T-Rex-ish age? Yeah, <laughs> baby T-Rex age. When I was a wee little reptile. And um, I just remember, uh, I think I had an eye infection or something because my eye kept on itching and watering, and I would rub it with my devil tail. And we went to this one house, and the guy opened the, the door, and he, you know, being one of the typical neighbor guys, tried to scare the kids. He went, Rawr! He probably had a werewolf mask on. And I totally just lost it, you know, screamed, cried, dropped it. And he was like, oh, it's just me. It's just me. So, yeah, that was one of my earlier Halloween memories. So how, how about uh, any any particular uh, childhood Halloween memories that came into your adulthood, Dick? Thinking about it? Yeah. I mean, our neighbor used to have a party, mm-hmm. our cul-de-sac. So that was a lot of fun. Like the whole family, all the families would get involved where uh, we get pizza and we do like the dry ice soup. Mm-hmm. And all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then, of course, we all went together. So there's about 15 kids and the families would go. And I loved it because I, I thought that was the normal thing to do. And then when I started talking to my friends and stuff, like, they only went with, like, their mom. And I and I go, can you imagine being in the houses we went to when they opened the door and there's, like, 15 kids, mm-hmm. all ages of, like, 4 to, like, 10. And it's just like, trick or treat. Like, just. Ah, oh, those are the we days. We would clean them out. <laughs> and I do remember having that discussion about like where the best houses are and oh yeah well, the, I didn't know people actually got in their vans and they went to these places because you know our neighborhoods would get completely filled sometimes and you're like man we must have like the coolest neighborhood but outside that uh, I tried to do trick or treat like me doing it for kids and stuff and when I, like especially when I went to school no one came over and I was like okay well that's I never had a successful trick or treat at my house. It, it seems to have gone the way of, you know, now it's the fall festival. But, yeah, in the day, now, now I'll tell you in the woodlands because, you know, I'm a woodlands boy. And uh, depending on the neighborhood of the woodlands, you actually get carpools and van pools no, coming yeah, up and they drop them off. And, serious business here, folks. Serious business. And that's probably, probably why no one does trick-or-treating anymore because they were tired of all these people coming in carpools and <laughs> to their thing. But to let people know, there are several events going on in Montgomery yeah. County this weekend. There are. Um, so I'll lean towards, uh, uh, I'll be introducing south side. some of you, some south side, south side. Yeah. woodlands. Um, you know, we have at Bear Branch Park, which is on uh, just off Research Forest, about five, seven miles west of uh, I-45. Uh, it's the Haunting of Bear Branch, and it's an outdoor haunted trail thing. Really effective. Uh, community gets in on it. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Um then there's also uh, in downtown Conroe on the 28th, and I know Dickles is going to talk about this, the Truck or Treat Halloween family Did food you festival. Steal my event? Was that was that the one you're talking about? The truck yeah, or treat? Yeah, truck or treat. Then I'm man. gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. 
Uh, Down Green Park. That's the big park that's right next door to the uh, Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion. They're going to have the Trick or Treat Trail on the 29th and on Halloween itself. The Woodlands Children's Museum. You know, we have a... Yeah, over there at uh, Panther Creek. Yeah, we got spooktacular. Yeah, so what's important about the Trick or Treat is there is an entry fee, but you can also find tickets for free. Like, I think if you just go to their Facebook, they'll... I mean... The whole idea is to get you there, and I don't think they'll charge you to get you in because uh, this is one of those events that's a family event. Basically, there's going to be a bunch of food trucks, and then you kind of – it's from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m., folks. So it's going to be a long day here mm-hmm. downtown Conroe on Saturday, and it's over uh, at the Heritage Place Amphitheater area, and it's just going to be trick-or-treating. Now, at the same time that's happening, downtown Conroe. All the merchants and stuff are doing a trick-or-treat special. So if you come in with your kids and you do the trunk or treat. Like two separate. It's two separate, but wow. at the same time, cool stuff's happening. Just down the road, like a block down the road, you can visit different merchants in downtown Conroe between 3 and 5 p.m. and get more candy. Because so you show up at 12, do like two or three solid hours of, of heritage Trunk or treat, trunk have or treat, fun. Take a break, come over to downtown Conroe, get the, uh, the merchants, take a break. Get off the sugar high and then go back over across the way to finish off a uh, trunk. Yeah, so like uh, places like Conroe Coffee, Con- uh, Cowtown Couture, uh, Conroe Art League, those friends from this morning, the Branding Iron, all those folks. There's more places downtown that will have their doors open and will be participating in the trick-or-treat. So it's really a cool idea to skip the south side and come to the middle side. North, Points we, North, yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to call it. But uh, And also, if you want some more in, indoor stuff, we got two theaters right in you know line of sight of us that are putting on some great, you know, Halloween-y type shows. At the Crichton, we've got Young Frankenstein the Musical. I caught it last weekend. With Rick the Reluctant Cowboy. Rick the Reluctant Cowboy playing Frederick, Frederick Frankenstein's grandfather. So watch Rick the Reluctant Cowboy at work on that one. Great show, lots of song and dance. Uh uh, uh, humor is a little on the adult side, so you know don't bring the wee bairns unless you're been you know properly warned. And then across the way over the Owen Theater, it's the Hitchcock classic Dial M for Murder. And I hear you're going to be maybe going to that. No. Okay, I went. How uh, was it? It was good. It was uh you know obviously at the Crichton you got the spectacle, the humor, and the song, the Frankenstein's monster. Uh, Dial M for Murder. It's uh, you know single set, uh, a house, an apartment. A man plotting to kill his wife and uh, all the shenanigans that ensue as a result. So it's your typical detective trying to figure out the clues. Um, one of the psychological thrillers. And it's really good. And like I say, Halloween's going to be a big deal. Big deal. It is. I think Halloween's coming back. Again, a few years ago, it was kind of, oh, no, we can't have anything Halloween-y, so it's going to be a fall well, festival. What, what stinks about it parade. is no one, they didn't do what they do for Thanksgiving, and it's like, let's just always keep it on this date. It no. should always be on a Saturday or a Friday. I, and I, I think everyone can't. will be okay with that. I think the 31st, it shifts too much every year. <laughs> Those then, darn uh, Christian holidays where they make it all Hallow's Eve. Yeah, and, and so it's like, why don't we just do it? Because everyone, what's funny is it's kind of like it goes with what the people are doing, and people don't care. That's why they do it on Saturdays. Because uh-huh. they know we have more time to do stuff, so, especially the adults going out to the adult parties. And be safe, of course, folks. Uber and Lyft are in Houston. And then, uh, and especially up here, they're up in Conrad too, and Woodlands, and everywhere else, really in the Montgomery County area. Uh, but and there's also a lot of kids stuff to do. Mm-hmm. There's something I want to do uh, with you, and if I can get like you and Jake in on this, I am so about this. I, I just saw this uh, this weekend at Saddle River Range, which is an indoor 
Um, oh, yeah. Firing range. Is that Magnolia? Or yeah, it's 1488, kind of near Kirkendall. Mm-hmm, 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 they have, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is awesome, glow-in-the-dark archery tag. I want to take you and Jake and oh, shoot arrows at Is this just for Halloween? Well, I know they have archery tag, but this is glow-in-the-dark archery okay. tag. I want to shoot arrows at you guys. Wouldn't that just be so fun yeah. for me? Did do, I mean, yeah. Not so much for you, but I would I would like pay double for this. So, yeah, but I'm definitely a better archer than you. How do you know or, that? What's the what's the is it what's you the word for archery people? Yeah, you know, like archers. Angler. Well, there's like angler for fishermen. Yeah, archers. It's just archers. Yes, there's not a fancy word. Bow shooters. Hmm. No archers. That's what they're called. The knockers. Because <laughs> you knock the arrow. Ah, not actually. You notch the arrow. Notch is it? Not, okay, notchers. Yeah. I thought it was knock. No, and that's where um the finger came. Oh, from. so is this something that? You're telling me right now, like you are, you do archery. You're just not telling me this. I don't know, but maybe if we put a little money on it, we can find out. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's a <laughs> interesting day to learn more about you, and we're we're still going to do that putt putt. We got to do the putt putt. We have to have the extreme putt putt. But I mean, glow in the dark archery. You want to dodge glow in the dark arrows being shot your way at terminal velocity? Come on, man! Or or we can gang up on Jake. Well, he's not here right now. So that's, we're totally that's why. Yeah, sorry, Jake. Can't save everybody. If you were here, we'd be teaming up against Dick. So yeah, Saddle River Range, glow in the dark archery tag, Saturday and Sunday. I'm going. I want to shoot people with <laughs> glow in the dark arrows. Uh, Saturday, I'm a little busy. Yeah, me too. I can. You got that boot. You got that boots thing. Yeah, boots uh, for troops. Saturday at five o'clock, Green Zone Housing, and I'll be really quick about this. Uh, they've spent the last uh, several months, six months or so building this great uh, home. It's a, it's a technically, you know, a little house, uh, but a fully functional home with, you know, insulation and walls and roof and air conditioning and bathtub uh, for a veteran. And it's been delivered to Camp Hope and uh, partnership with the PCSD Foundation. And there's going to be like an unveiling of it. And Dick, you just got to see this. I can try to describe it, but you just got to see what this thing looks like. 40 foot long container that's been completely repurposed into a You home. know what? I uh, was talking to Holly about one of those. Mm-hmm. And I kind of told her, I was like, we should totally get one of these because you can spec it out. And I think that's what's really appealing to me about it mm-hmm. because, you know, I like having my room and I like having my recording room, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So you can really spec out these things. I'd be interested to talk to Mr. Cook about what custom things they can do because this is Green Zone Housing is specifically for veterans. Correct. But they also have a for profit company yeah that's the profits some of the profits of that go towards green zone but they build these for you know members of the public yeah. non-veterans so you know we could do his or hers there you go and then we have an in-between you can have like pink frilly and we, curtains we and, can and make flowers, it we can make can it into hers. an h so it'd be for holly's house you she would tell she would, i mean i just know how to smooth these girls that is well i'm just played. kidding that's not a very big house is it i wonder what they're looking because like. i remember probably about a year ago there was an issue with the city council in houston there was this, actually they recorded this councilman giving this builder a hard time on site because he was building in a gentrified bean area tore down this old old house and built one of those container houses and the city council guy literally, like, he recorded it saying – he's cursing at him, saying you're changing this area. You're, you're you know, upping the prices of things. And he, the builder was just some young guy trying to 
go with the the fad mm-hmm. of selling these things, and they're cause a lot of issues for them. These well, these these are of a size because you can have twenty foot containers or forty foot containers. I know or, City of Conroe is having issues with that too. Yeah, and like uh, the Green Zone community that Mark's been talking about, the the property, it's, it's more of it's in Montgomery. Mag- yeah, the Montgomery area, Magnolia area, uh, more of the rural areas. But that helps because for the veterans, these are men and women who are maybe going you know, going through tough times, maybe through PTSD. Plus, we know where they are. Wink. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, but put puts them all together where they can uh, help each other. Well, I wonder if it'd be kind of like an alternative. Like, you know, there, you, people have man caves or whatever. It's uh, I would put one of these in my backyard in a heartbeat. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you could you could do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would. Instead of getting a mobile home or getting a trailer, you just get one of the containers. And they are um, movable. You know, the the 20 foot one is an exhibit home, like a model home that gets taken to different trade shows and stuff yeah. like that. And it's half the size, but it fits on a flatbed. It's only 20 feet long, but you got the living area and the kitchen. It just doesn't have the bedroom and the bathroom, but, you know, you can kind of fill in the gaps. And it's gorgeous. It's uh, I've been in That's it. That's strange. Yeah. Well, it's 1053 right now, folks. Tomorrow morning, we'll be back at 8 a.m. We do have a special guest in the studio at, at 845, 9 o'clock. Uh, we're going to have some folks from this new flight school in Conroe. Yeah. That's right. At uh, the CSXO over there, the Conroe Airport. There is, I think, Lone Star College and them teamed up with a school. So if you want to learn how to be a pilot, you need to tune in tomorrow morning around 9 o'clock, 845. And then uh, we're going to have them in the studio. Her name's Marla. And if you uh, tune in today, don't forget we podcast all of our interviews and also air all of our shows on TV on Our City TV Channel 12 here in the Conroe area. And then also YouTube and podcasts on you know iTunes and Google Play. This show is brought to you by... Conroe Coffee. Yes. And Lone Star Cleaning. Go. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Clean Sweep. You're awful. You're awful. Hey, at least I didn't say we were our own sponsors. 1054. We're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow morning. If you have some requests and stuff for tomorrow, let us know on Facebook, MW Lone Star. Call in. Leave a message. 936-647-3776. Thank you so much for joining us today. Had a good good time. Yeah. And we'll be back with more fun and the nitty-gritty, of course, tomorrow. So stick around. We got more program coming up on Lone Star Community Radio. Just look at our full calendar at IRLoneStar.com slash show calendar. Uh, we do know that Ticket Stub is going to be in. I know Nathan Arizadi of Montgomery County Lifestyle will be returning full-time next week. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just clear your mic. Who cares? Uh, but then we do have the Ticket Stub. Win tickets to the Grand Theater here in Conroe. Two tickets every week given away on the Ticket Stub, and that's going to be at noon o'clock. And then, of course, we have the good news with Ted Cox coming up. And then Rick the Reluctant Cowboy. Woo, 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 woo. It's a beautiful Thursday here in Montgomery County. Please enjoy yourself. I'm talking. Keep talking so I can just have Sean just yell at nothing. Just kidding. We'll see you later. He said he'd never marry because his heart was in the clouds. And I... Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.